If you're like me, you enjoy a good bookstore. But over the past couple of decades, the number of bookstores in our country has been in steady decline. Here in our backyard, however, some folks are opening independent bookstores of their own. We're going to talk with them about how they're making it work on this week's edition of the Know the News podcast. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening. I'm Dave Perosic, your podcast host this week. Our features writer, April Wallace, wrote about independent bookstores in a story that appeared in Thursday's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. You can catch that online at our website, nwaonline.com. It's the story that inspired the topic for this week's podcast, and I'm pleased to be joined by some entrepreneurs who have recently established bookstores in our area. Uh, I'll start by introducing Leah and Daniel Jordan, who opened Pearl's Books in downtown Fayetteville a little over a year ago. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Leah and Daniel um, are here in studio with us, so thanks to both of you for being here. Thank, Thank you. Yeah, we're thanks happy to be here. Yeah. Also happy to have with us by phone, Monica Diodati and Rachel Stucky Slayton, who run Two Friends Bookstore and Cafe in Bentonville. Monica, Rachel, thanks for taking the time to talk today. Yeah, thanks for having us. So um, I guess first things first, <laughs> what in the world made you all decide to open bookstores? Um, I'd like you to summarize basically how you got to where you are today. And um, Monica and Rachel, let's start with you. Did either of you have any business experience before this? And you know what set you on the path to becoming bookstore owners? Well, neither one of us had retail experience. Um, but we both had business experience and really the, the motivating factor was just the fact that there wasn't an independent bookstore in Bentonville and we missed it and we wanted one. And so we started out with a pop-up and gradually grew into our current location. And which is where? We're at 8th Street Market in downtown Bentonville. Right. Okay. And, um, and you had a couple of locations before this? Yeah, we, um, well, this is our first brick and mortar. Well, sorry, we've had a, a smaller location on Southwest B Street for the past couple of years, but we realized we needed more space for more books and people to kind of hang out inside. So this is our second brick and mortar location. And before that, we were popping up at coffee shops uh, around Bentonville. Mm-hmm. And, and Daniel and Leo, tell us about your journey to this. This was something that we had thought about doing when, you know, we were older or retired or something, Uh, but then the pandemic hit and we were working from home with two kids and I think our priorities just shifted a lot and we decided that, you know, there's no time like the present and we just went for it and so that was, yeah, that was uh, what we ended up doing. And a big part of that, too, was the same kind of for us. At the time, there wasn't an independent bookstore in Fayetteville anymore. We um, missed Nightbird dearly um, when it closed. And so we knew that, that Fayetteville needed an independent bookstore as well. Um, and so that was a big, mm-hmm. a big part of the final push to, like, yeah. okay, we, we can do this, and I think it'll work. Yeah. yeah. And for those who don't know, Nightbird was Nightbird, in yeah. downtown Fayetteville. For yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, I want to say 14 years. Yeah, they opened in 2006 and closed in 2020. Just before the mm -hmm. pandemic, yeah. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Um, and uh, tell us uh, uh, about some of those challenges that you encountered um, along the way to, to opening the store as, and since then, uh, uh, Pearls. Like, well, like Rachel mentioned, Daniel and I do not have retail experience either. Um, I think that's something that we found really surprising with opening a bookstore is the community of booksellers and bookstore owners is really welcoming and it's not competitive. So there's a lot of uh, groups that offer guidance and support. Um, but I, of course, I think one of the bigger challenges is with a lack of retail experience comes learning you know, I mean, even things like how to count a drawer. Uh, I had never done that, like, consistently before. And so um, taxes and, and just, you know, all the things. There's a lot that goes into it that you just don't necessarily think about ahead of time when you're romanticizing the idea of opening a bookstore. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's been something we've been Because up to, uh, working through. up to then, tell us what you've been doing. Uh, we were actually both academic advisors in Fulbright College at the university. Hmm. Yeah, Daniel was there for eight years, and I was there for four. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Monica and Rachel, how about you? What uh, what challenges have you faced, and and what um, uh, along the way to this? Uh, well. <laughs> um. I mean, I think sort of, uh, sorry, let me think, sure. I guess, at least for me and Monica, I'm curious what you think, um, balancing a cafe and a bookstore has, has, it's just, it's a balancing act. And, um, so figuring out that piece, I had worked in hospitality as a barista and as a server, but being on this side of things, it's a little bit different. And, um, just sort of managing my own time and mm -hmm. figuring out what is, you know, where to spend my energy. That's been sort of a, a, a learning curve for me. Um, and yeah, just trying to be flexible and move as needs change and as our business changes and grows, that's, that's just sort of where I'm at at least. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess to piggyback on that, I agree that it's difficult. There's so many, I think we have so many ideas and there's so many things to do and we could do, but like figuring out where to put your energy and what will work and balancing what people want with what we want our business to be and where do those things cross in like a really meaningful way that has all been like exciting to figure out, but definitely also challenging. Yeah, and Rachel and Monica, I don't know if y'all feel this way, but, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I would say that every day when I leave the store, I feel like I have a list of things. Okay, big picture, these are things that I want to get done, and this is steps A, B, C that need to be done uh, to make that big picture thing happen. Um, but then 
when I get in the store the next day, there's always just something unexpected that has to be taken care of in that moment. Yeah. And so, you know, it's hard. Yeah, it is definitely a balancing act that's really hard. And I feel like I'm never getting the things done that I wish I was getting done. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Yeah. Um, I want to, I did a little bit of research. I want to throw a statistic out here. Um, according to the U.S. Census Bureau, the number of bookstores in the country has declined from about 12,000 in 1998 to about 6,000 as of 2019. Um, conventional wisdom would say opening a bookstore these days might be a risky venture. A um, person can go online to Amazon or Walmart or order a book or download a book from wherever. Uh, I've never done that, but uh, so, so in this environment, what what made you think that um, a bookstore is you know, a, a good idea to pursue for your? Well, you know, I don't think that you necessarily open a bookstore because you're trying to get like rich fast. <laughs> you know, that's not really the motivation. At least it certainly wasn't in our case. And um, it, I sort of take the tack of, you're right, the, the statistics don't look good as far as like where bookstores have come since the 90s. But I also really firmly believe that um, if I want the future and my present to look different, then I have a responsibility to make those changes even if it feels risky. And I wanna live in a town that has an independent bookstore and a cafe like our shop. And so that's sort of the motivating factor for me. Yeah, and I think people really want, I mean, even if maybe the majority is, you know, ordering online or things like that, then, which you can still order online with independent bookstores, but um, mm -hmm. the, the like tactile experience of like going into a shop and browsing the shelves and talking to the bookseller about what you want to read next, I think all those little moments are really special and people really want that and are kind of like turning back to that. Um, instead of the like impersonal World Wide Web. <laughs> mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with all of that. I think, um, yeah, for, for, for us, opening a bookstore was important because we, we loved having a bookstore in Fayetteville and we, we knew that other people did too, we weren't alone. Um, so yeah, from like a big picture perspective, that makes a lot of sense. And then, yeah, I also think there's lately been kind of a little bit more of a renaissance with opening independent bookstores. Like when we were in the planning stages, we were in touch with a lot of people across the country that were also, you know, in the same planning stages that we were. And that was encouraging to see um, that we're not crazy um, mm -hmm. and that, you know, we're not alone. Um, but yeah, I think there's this craving for community and connection um, coming through the pandemic and out of the pandemic. Um, like, uh, our, our store is not just there to sell books, you know, we're there to help create a community um, and to, to be kind of a hub for um, reading and literature in Fayetteville. Um, so it's more than just, yeah, like looking at um, the data and deciding how oh, this is or isn't a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a lot, I would say a lot more than the data. And we, I mean, there are people in our lives personally who just 
cannot fathom the idea of opening a bookstore and why in the world would you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but those aren't book people. And, um, you know, I, I say that in a very loving way. I mean, there are people who just adore books and that's what they want to do with their time on the weekends is read and they wait for a cold and or rainy or snowy day to stay home with their coffee and tea. You know, I mean, it's this whole idea that we're trying to create. And I think, I mean, there are multiple new bookstores because there's also Brick Lane and Rogers. Um, Once Upon a Time Books has been there for a long time. They're used, but of course, Dixon Street Bookshop, um, Underbrush Books. And so, you know, all of these stores have their own character. And I personally, I don't feel like it's a competition amongst the bookstores in Benville because everybody does something, or uh, did I say Benville? In Northwest Arkansas. Uh, everybody does something different, but we all create a unique community. So um, it's really beautiful, which sounds so cliche, but it is. I mean, it's just everything you would hope for um, in in a bookstore uh, in the community amongst the owners. <laughs> um, and if I can make a shameless plug, there's a really great book written by a bookstore owner, Danny Kane. It's The Raven, right? Mm-hmm. Bookstore. Um, but he wrote a book called How to Resist Amazon and Why. And there's a lot of um, helpful, I don't know, he just puts a really interesting perspective on things like how Amazon, how they can afford those prices. Like they lose money on books in order to get people to buy the books with them and then shop for other things and so kind of undercutting that price like it's not feeding your local economy and so it's a great read highly recommend shameless plug and um monica and uh, rachel do you have anything you want to add to that I don't think so. I, I agree with everything. Yeah, same. Said. <laughs> You're here. <Yeah. laughs> well, well, one of the things that um, I found interesting from April's story, um, uh, stemming from from you guys, uh, Rachel, um, uh, Leah, and Daniel, um, you, your story has been kind of a, a gathering place for you know, not just for people interested in buying books, but for um, I guess you've hosted some. Wedding showers, baby showers, mm-hmm. and even a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how did we've that come about? We've got some more weddings planned. Yeah, we've got two in June coming up. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. I thought there was only one. Yeah. Uh, when we opened, that was like one of my goals. I said, well, someday I want to have a wedding here, and now we're going to have three in our first two years of opening. Wow. <laughs> um, and I'm sorry, what was your original question? Yeah, I mean, how did that how do people come to you and say, I mean, why? <laughs> well, that, these... yeah, that's a great question. I think it kind of goes back to um, a little bit of what Rachel and Monica were saying of, like, how do you respond to what people ask of you and, and then yeah. also maintain, like, your personal goals for the store? Um, like Leah said, it was always a, a goal to have, you know, a wedding in the store. It's just kind of like a fun goal, not like a, a business goal or anything like that. But um, when people reached out, you know, we knew, okay, yeah, we do want to go in that direction. That's okay with us. Like we're not, mm-hmm. we're not an event space or anything like that. Um, so we haven't ever advertised that this is something that that people can do. But people have reached out to us and. Um, 
you know, when we're able to say yes, we want to say yes to that kind of thing. Because I think it just speaks to um, the power of the space in general, and then um, the idea of us making it a communal gathering place, mm -hmm. you know, so. Are any of you, you know, have been surprised by the foot traffic in your stores? Uh, or have you had any, you know, other surprises that you've seen along the way? I think I've been surprised. <coughs> Again, I, like I mentioned, we have family that um, didn't, you know, just don't read. So they were like, why would you open a bookstore? And so I, I think that there was a lot of hesitation before we opened about whether or not we would be successful. And, you know, success is defined in a lot of ways, but I think um, for business, you want to make money. Um, so that is something that I have been surprised by. I have a sister who opened a, book, um, a toy store uh, several years ago in, in another state. And so that was a definitely a challenge for her. And so I was thankful enough to have someone who opened a business before me to kind of ask questions and um, run things by. And so I've been pleasantly surprised just by the foot traffic that we've had and how welcoming the community has been within our first year. And we have people come in who will say things like, you know, just thinking that we've been open for multiple years when really it's just been over one. And that feels really good. That That is one of the most validating kind of comments that we get is it just seems like you've been here forever so it's really nice to to have that that's really special mm -hmm. yeah it is it's really special and it's you know I've I've been dealing with some health issues and I haven't been in the store that much uh, for the past few months but it's um not as much as I would like certainly but even still like we have regular customers and there are customers who will come in that I get to talk to you and you know you get to know them they become friends and um that also is very special it's just a it's a whole new for me personally and i think probably for all of us there's just this whole other level of just joy and community that's being fed into our lives um or feeding you know, you know. um <laughs> so yeah it's been really nice yeah, it's been cool to see um, <clears throat> customers become friends, mm -hmm. and uh, that was unexpected. Although I don't know why it was unexpected, because books are so special, right? And human stories foster connection, and so it makes sense that in a bookstore there is going to be a relationship between, you know, patrons, customers, and staff, booksellers, owners, etc. Um, but for some reason, I think that I, I didn't quite expect for that to happen as beautifully as it has. Yeah. Where do you all get your books? Can you talk about that a little bit? I get my books at Pearl's Books in downtown. <laughs> 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 Sorry. <laughs> you mean like, how do we source our books? Yeah, right. Um. We, a few different ways, there's a big kind of aggregate distributor, Ingram, um, and then we also have accounts with individual publishers. Um, 
there's a couple yeah. authors that we work directly with. Yeah. They're, they're, those are a bit more few and far between, but yeah. Yeah. Hmm. University. McElroy House. Yeah. UA Press is one where we get a lot of Arkansas and local stories. Um, but yeah, same. Ingram and then um, several of the big publishers we have accounts with. But we have a decent number of um, consignment books, which is, you know, like local authors um, who reach out to us and mm -hmm. we sell, sell their books and, and yeah. get them from the authors directly. And that's been, I think that's one of the challenges I think that we've seen going back to that a little bit is just what is, uh, what does the consignment look like? And um, so how do we get books from local authors? So that's something that we're refining and just learning how to best serve local authors because that's something that we really um, want is to represent local authors in Pearls. Um, so, th but that can be challenging, you know, just because for a lot of local self-published authors, they don't have, you know, they're paying, they're losing money on their books. And so um, helping them find an outlet, I think, is something that we want to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. That, that's been, um, that's for sure been a big challenge is knowing, knowing um, when we have space in our section mm -hmm. to say yes and when we want to say yes. Um, to, to having their books in our store, but we can't say yes every time. Um, and that's hard um, because, you know, you put a lot into a book and, um, you know, for people who live here or live in the area, um, to have it in a place like Pearls, well, first of all, it's an honor that they want to, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, um, but then also like, you know, we want, we want to support them too. Do you find time to read yourselves? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I make a decent amount of time to to, to read, and I um, listen to audiobooks a lot um, mm -hmm. with Libro FM. Mm -hmm. Another plug, but <laughs> yeah, it's a it's like an audible, but it's we get a profit, a cut of the profit. It supports your local independent bookstore. So, um, and y'all, Rachel and Monica, y'all use Libro as well. Yes. Yep. So two friends have that too. So. Who are some of your favorite authors? Ugh. If you don't mind sharing. Hmm. Virginia Woolf was really formative for me, and I still love her um, as kind of like a classic author. Um, and I'm looking at my staff recommended <laughs> shelf right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, but I do love Claudia Rankin's work. She's a poet, but also kind of essayist and cultural commentator. Um, and I just finished Fatima Ashkar's new book, When We Were Sisters, and I loved it, and I'm recommending it to everyone. Um, I guess those are a couple more recent authors I've really come to love um, as well. Yeah, I would say some perennial favorites. Uh, Breeding Sweetgrass by Robert Wall Kimmerer is a... Uh, a book that I'll recommend to the end of time. Um, I love Michael Pollan's work. I, I enjoy books about nature, sort of like essays about nature and science. Um, I also love, recently I started getting into romance mm -hmm. and that's been a really fun 
you know, talking about making time for reading, that's sort of whenever I'm in bed falling asleep, that's what I want to have with me is, is a romance novel. Hmm. Um, and there's several authors that I'm happy to recommend. I could spend a long time talking about, so I'll move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love Sally Rooney. I love Joan Didion. Uh, so many, so many authors, so many amazing authors. And yeah, it's hard to choose. It is hard to choose. That's uh, even when you ask that question, Dave, I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because there's just uh, it's a lot but I, I really like children's books um, Christian Robinson is one of my favorites uh, let's see Yuyu Morales I think it's Susie Susie Morales that's her. Um, John Classen John Classen uh, and I like cookbooks I mean I read them cover to cover right now I'm reading Ina Garden's go to dinner I'm like alright I'm going to make all these things <laughs> Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I, um, I feel like several years ago, I went through different phases where I would just read, like, all of the books by this author, and then mm-hmm. I would move on to another author and read all of the books by that author. I did that with Cormac McCarthy. I did that with Jasmine Ward. And I haven't been doing that as much lately. I've been kind of hopping around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to think of, like, specific authors. But Jasmine Ward is definitely one that I will come back to. Um, Marilyn Robinson as well. I love her her Gilead series. Um, yeah. Okay, so Pearl's Books, your, give us the location and hours. We are located at 28 East Center Street in Fayetteville, just off the square. And right now our seasonal hours are Sunday and Monday. To six, <laughs> and then Tuesday through Saturday, ten to six. And and two friends. Um. We're at eight hundred one Southeast Eighth Street, Suite forty seven in Bentonville, Arkansas. So inside Eighth Street Market between Hillfolk and Market Memphis, and we're open Tuesday through Saturday from ten to seven, and Sunday from ten to six. Right. Is there anything else that you you all wanted to mention? Anything we didn't cover? Not for us. I think so, no, yeah. Well, um, thanks to all of you, Monica, Rachel, Leah, Daniel. It's been a pleasure having you on and uh, uh, talking about books and bookstores. Yeah. Thank you for having us. April Wallace's story about independent bookstores published in this Thursday's edition of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette in the Our Town section. You can catch it on our website at nwaonline.com. Before we wrap up, I want to tell you about the other great content we have coming your way this weekend. The City of Rogers is in the process of figuring out its budget for 2023. Our Rogers reporter, Garrett Moore, sat in on a budget meeting this week and will give us a breakdown of what was discussed. Garrett, by the way, is uh, also the author of our weekly Let's Eat column that publishes Fridays. This week, he talks about a Whole Foods market coming to Benton County, as well as a Houston-based restaurant chain preparing to open in Fayetteville. The long-awaited master plan to guide the next decade of Fayetteville's parks development has a first draft. Fayetteville reporter Stacy Ryburn will have the details on that. Those who drive through Benville are no strangers to road work. Reporter Mike Jones will have an update on road projects in the city, including what's happening on Southwest 8th Street. 
from the River Valley, Thomas Asente has a story about the River Valley Regional Food Bank and how it's doing in terms of supplies as we enter Thanksgiving week. And Monica Brick reports on the Fort Smith School District implementing a plan to improve its Every Student Succeeds Act index scores. Our What's Up section on Sunday, as usual, has all your entertainment options covered. For example, three area ballets will be putting on the Nutcracker at Northwest Arkansas venues over the next month. Monica Hooper will have the details on those performances. And don't forget to check us out for the best in coverage of the Razorbacks, including Saturday night's football game against Ole Miss. And the second round of the high school football playoffs are here, with several Northwest Arkansas teams in action. And we'll have full coverage of that as well. Again, that's uh, just a sampling of what we've got planned for our readers this weekend. Please check back with us next Friday for a new edition of the Know the News podcast. And if you like it, please subscribe. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button on your device right now. If you're interested in subscribing to our newspaper, that's easy too. Just go to our website at nwaonline.com and click on the subscribe button. Or call us at 479 484-5509. Thanks for listening. Again, I'm Dave Perosic, your podcast host this week. Have a great weekend and happy Thanksgiving.